my TT. Ah, all right. Okay. You know what I love about that song? It always sounds like you're already in the middle of the party. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, what's hey, up, man? Hey, hey, hey. Give me five on the black hand side, brother. Let's let it run again. Hey. <laughs> His body yearned to be free, and we yearn to be free. Here, live on the Ozone, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Big O, Omar Miller. I am your host, and I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller. The icons. Let's get it out. Let's do it. We got a lot to cover today. We want to talk about the Knicks, Charles Oakley, and the bug out with James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, who's nobody seems to like. Uh, and actually, I want to discuss in depth of what Phil Jackson's legacy is like because of this whole debacle that's going on in New York. I want to talk about uh, that interesting matchup we had over the weekend with OKC and the Warriors, which didn't really turn out to be too interesting on the court. Um, want to talk about some trades in Major League Baseball. The Bravos trying to make some moves. The team's trying to get better. And we want to talk about the Lake Show. Very interesting. The Lake Show brought home the biggest winner, maybe in sports history, to uh, to come back and try to turn the beat around. So let's get it on. Let's jump right on into it and fire it up. Now, everybody in the world saw what happened uh, the other day with the Knicks and I mean, the fight broke out off of the court with the Clippers playing the Knicks, and you come to find it was a familiar face, none other than Charles Oakley. And he gave you some great Mr. T work and told you, get your hands off me, hey, woman. And it was it was nice, Mr. T and Rocky Three, And uh, Oakley was having none of it. And this is the part that I, I, that, that I have my own feelings about because they say Oakley bought his own ticket that's very, very disturbing. I think maybe the that most might be the most disturbing part about the piece of the piece. It really is because when you think about it, what other sport have you seen an athlete? We're not talking about a scrub. We're not talking about somebody who may no. or may not have played much, and a perennial all star who was a face of the team and thus of the city. He represent blue collar as much as you could represent blue collar, being a millionaire. And uh, he took him to the big dance too. Didn't took he? him to the big dance, and let me tell you something: they didn't lose because of Oakley. Yes. I can tell you that much. Never. And so Oakley for some reason can't pick up the phone and make a phone call and get tickets, but he still likes to be involved and he still wanted to see the game. So he purchased his own tickets and caught an eye to eye with the nice owner. Seats too. Nice seats. <laughs> he came out of the pocket for that. Came it's a little coin pocket. for that. Yeah. Side note, Charles Oakley has a tremendous steakhouse in Miami called red. Nice. That is a nice juicy steak. Really nice in the South point area of the Miami beach. Sounds like you've dug into it. <laughs> little <laughs> porterhouse delicious out there on tea. But listen, so, he buys his own ticket. He goes in. Apparently, Dolan sees him and is like, no, no, hey, Oakley's here. Get him out of here. And then they bum rush the show, at which point security realized that they didn't really want to tussle with the 6'8", 260-pound man who seems to be known in all circles for knocking people out at his leisure. And it, it became a big, you know, debacle and a microcosm of what's happened to the Knicks as an organization. Now, now what I want to talk about is a couple things. With this Phil Jackson scenario in here, is this going to tarnish Phil Jackson's legacy, this whole stint with the Knicks? Because he's done absolutely nothing effective. Well, I think one of the things that you get from a situation like this is that it, it's always going full circle is what have you done for me lately? So this generation will remember this part of his legacy. And not winning six yeah, championships with the, the Bulls, six, not yes. winning four yeah. championships with the Lakers or five, however many that he got. Yes. Five, I think. I'm really not impressed with his work like that. Either. Well, but this is what, and this is why I wanted to speak on it because there's something to be said for being able to manage the egos that come with the superstars. It's true, uh, and yet then there's the flip side of it is there's also something to be said having for the having the, the best players of each generation. Yes, he had two of them with Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. And he had Michael Jordan with Scottie Pippen, who wasn't that far off of being one of the best in that era. Completely underrated yeah. as a player because of Michael Jordan being yes. so far great. Yes. Uh, but And he was able to – and then not even just that. Then he had Dennis Rodman, Ron yeah. Harper. Yep. You know what? They had a crazy squad. But and, – and this was my whole thing is that I look at it and just with the way that the situation has devolved with him getting into it with LeBron James about the posse comment, um, obviously the relationship with Melo is sour. 
He's got that old school mentality, and it really doesn't work with these athletes. But nowadays. does he have that old school mentality? He that's does, that, this though. is my question because he's the Zen master. Yeah, but that's so all is, bogus. is he? You think it's a lie? It's a hoax? Yeah, he's a, not zinned out? He's, a, he's just another good old boy in the good old boy system. You think? No question. If that wasn't the case, he would have wow. never would have came out with the situation with LeBron James. He never would have come out with that, you know, the posse and all that kind of stuff. Like, come what on, if man. he wanted to regulators? <laughs> Mount up. <laughs> it was a clear black night. A clear white moon filled Jackson's on the streets trying to consume. <laughs> what was he consuming? It, it, some jumpers for the Eve so he could get some funk. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. He's uh, hit the east side of the MSG over there, yeah. and he's in the garden trying to figure it out. That That's interesting. So you think it's a product of your standard run-of-the-mill red state mentality. Of course. Which is interesting because Phil Jackson, while he was out here in Los Angeles, was known for the free love era. I mean, his, his girlfriend slash fiance was... What thirty years younger than him, or twenty years younger than him? Like, oh, of course, you done with free love. He's, then. he's a. He's a <laughs> <laughs> I am too. He's a. He's a. He's a. Was always a champion of the weed smoke, from what I understand. Give me your and, classic hippie work. And yeah, but he's classic hippie work. Give classic old boy network. Yeah, it does though. You know, in respect, but I think that he might have that drop of that LSD in the system still. <laughs> wow, I mean, some some major allegations going on with Phil Jackson. He's going from a a redneck to a, an acid dropper. This is drop a little acid, dude. You got you like the party. You have, <laughs> you have a very serious uh, feelings about Mr. Jackson. I feel like he's overrated. Yeah, you think he's overrated. I, I, I personally feel, feel like, like he's, he's overrated. overrated. But there is something to be said for getting guys to win who weren't previously able to win. Shaquille O'Neal never won before he came to Los Angeles and yeah, played for Phil Jackson. but he wasn't Jackson. like crazy old or anything. He just no, been in a situation no, no, a couple no, no. of times. And like he Kobe. actually got them to the point of winning. Exactly. They didn't and he didn't button. win exactly. Phil Jackson didn't win. He couldn't get past Detroit. I mean, yeah. until those guys got old, he couldn't get by them. Or the Celtics. Yeah, what was it? What, what was that with? But the you Zan? know what? That I I would like to know. I don't. He wasn't. You know, that was Doug Collins for a while. When he came in, I don't think he comes in until the late eighties or early nineties. I think once he so came he's in, the right man at the right time. I think he kind of has a knack for stepping into good situations. And I wonder. You know, he stepped away from coaching completely for a while. And I wonder if this is another version of that. Like if he's saying, you know, you know what? This time. I want to try it from scratch. These guys don't have a great team, and I want to build because they have one great player. I'm going to go. Right. I'm going to do the, the the triangle. I'm going to get Melo to buy into the triangle. We're going to put some pieces around him. see how it's worked out. So, I mean, I saw Derek Fisher last night at the, the City Gala event that, that I was at raising money for kids. Mm-hmm. And Derek Fisher was no longer on the sideline of the Knicks, you know, and he had some stuff to say about the organization when he left that wasn't so flowery and positive. And obviously he has a good relationship with Phil Jackson with winning the championships with him and then getting hired to be the head coach. Right. Side note, I want to apologize to everybody who was at the city gala last night for kids because I was stinking. I was funky. I took a shower and I forgot to put on some deodorant. You reek. <laughs> and dude, you reek. Eureka! I was we found it and I was the source of the onion armpit and I was spreading it all over the place. And so you made your funk the pee funk. I want to get <laughs> funked up. And everybody, I want the bomb. I want the pee funk. <laughs> want the O funk. And I and I, I gave it to everybody and, and it was hilarious because everybody wanted to take a picture. We took pictures. And, and nobody wanted to say, hey, dude, you stink. Nobody wanted to say anything. <laughs> Give it up. And eventually I sat at my table to play poker and I smelled myself and I said, man, I need to take a shower. And somebody was sitting next to me was like, yeah, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Mama didn't say nothing. No, I took mom's out. She didn't say, I think she was shell shocked mm. because uh, an old acquaintance from 8 Mile Anthony Mackie decided to bash my character to my mother. Real classy <laughs> move. Nice going, mate. Nice going, Mackie. Real, real, real classy move, Mackie. Go make Captain America 29, <laughs> dick. Anyways, uh, yeah, so so no, she didn't say anything, but I think that she was just enjoying life. It was a it was a good time. Uh, shout out to City Gala. That was a good event last night. A lot of people on hand. Uh, it was a good time. Really good time. Wish you would have made it. But back to Phil Jackson, maybe he's stepping in now, you know, to this situation. It hasn't seemed to work out well. And in the sense, in the vein of him doing the self-exploration and review, he's come out recently and said, you know what? Maybe my communication hasn't been the best. Maybe some of my comments haven't been the best since I've been here and since I've been in charge, which unfortunately 
seems also like more part of the implosion than more part of a growth. It's like the way it comes off. Right. Can you imagine him after all these years going handing uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony a book? And say, hey, Carmelo, read this. It doesn't look like it's going to work. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's going to work. Melo's uh, not reading that book. He's not reading that book, and he's not passing the ball. <laughs> Those <laughs> I mean, are the two things Melo is not going to do. Maybe that's what the book was about. <laughs> Maybe so. But, you know, uh, I think that even – I think Melo's in a tough spot now. And everybody's heard my feelings about him. Uh, I think he's an underachiever. He's a tremendous scorer. No two ways about that. And he's an Olympic champion, which seems to mean a lot to him. Um, uh, but – and, I, and he seems like a good guy, to be honest. I, from every time I've seen him, he's always been really cool. Now, is that underachieving though? Because he's actually maxed out his potential. This is where he, he didn't max out his potential. Melo won a championship in college with Syracuse, and he had the sky was the limit for his potential. And he but came he in the league. He came in the league, and he played against Shaq and Kobe, which was he just wasn't league. gonna. He led the league. Ew. He wasn't. He wasn't gonna beat them. You know, at that era with that team with Kenyon Martin and all those guys. But it took him a while to get to a point where he decided to actually get in shape to the kind of shape of championship shape. And then that didn't happen really until late in his Denver career. And then they moved him to New York. And then it looked really promising when he first went to New York. You know, they went to the playoffs. They went deep. He kind of overachieved with that team. And then he got all the pieces and nothing worked. For me, he's not an underachiever because regardless, even when he came out of college and whatever – I never thought of him winning the championship, ever. See, and that's funny because this is where I can admit that I was completely wrong because coming out of college, I took him over LeBron James as far as yes, potential. I remember everybody did, and I I just didn't see it. I mean, because he's one-dimensional. He's always been one-dimensional. He, he shoots. Yeah, and he can put the ball in the hole. He can put the ball in the hole. He doesn't play defense. I mean, he doesn't really get back. Even when he was he gets back, he gets back. I won't do you. I mean, you're going hard today. Icon's going hard on the ozone. Nah. What happened? Why are you so fired up and ready to go? Hmm. Just want to call a couple people out. I see that. You ready? You're calling out names. Well, we got somebody else who wants to call in and speak about what they feel about the situation. What it do? Next victim live on the ozone. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, it's ozone and turbo. And, and turbo T. And so now listen, you're stepping right into a heated conversation about the legacy of Phil Jackson and the legacy of Carmelo Anthony. Uh, The icons feel like Carmelo Anthony is not an underachiever because he's actually been a limited player as far as what it is that he can do. I feel like he's an underachiever because coming out of Syracuse, I thought he was going to be a stone cold winner. I even thought he was going to be better than LeBron James in the dance. What's your take on that? That's tough. That's a good. That's a good argument because I also thought that um, Carmelo would be achieving higher than what he was and possibly better than LeBron because he had coming out of Syracuse, he had the jump shot and he had the experience as a college player. Yep. Um, but he's Phil got a better Jackson legacy. I think Phil Jackson legacy is not going to be tarnished or anything. It's not going to even be touched upon because he still has some rings with two different organizations. But it's, what what is it though, man? It's like the older these dudes get, they get a little senile or something, just start talking just off their ass. Wow, everybody's going hard on Phil Jackson. <laughs> uh, T just called went as far as to call him an old boy, and he's a hippie. Might still have some LSD in his system. <laughs> I think that for me, the question is: Can Phil Jackson win without the best players? And right now, this is the only evidence that we have of that. The Eastern Division, the Eastern Conference, is obviously weaker than the West. And he hasn't been close to making any noise since he got there. And he's had talent. He's had talent. He's got talent right now. It's not like the Knicks are a bad team right Right. there. They're a bad team, but it's not like individually they have bad players, you know? The Knicks are, they are a playoff team. You look at their roster, you look at the way they play. They're a playoff team in the East. If they get their mind right, they may be able to make it to the second round. If they're not that eighth seed, of course, you say uh, LeBron and them, but they're a good they're a good team. I, I think it's so much that's going on within the organization that makes them look bad and makes them play bad. Jeff Hornacek isn't a bad coach. You no, know, I don't they've think had so. what three coaches in the last three years? Yep. Or three coaches in the past two years. So you know, it's just it's. No, I beg to differ because I don't feel like Jeff Hornacek is a good coach. First of all, he's not consistent with his lineups. 
any athlete knows that I need to know where I am every single day. I need a routine. I don't need to come there sometimes and I'm in the lineup and well, not. No, but this is where I disagree with you because if the lineup doesn't work, you need to be inconsistent with the lineup until you put the pieces together he, to find out he, which lineup that works. He never let the lineup sit there long enough to, you know, to jail. Hey, man, they've lost 20 out of their last 26 games and or something probably ridiculous can, like and that. And look at their lineups. You probably can see how many lineup changes he has because at center, he's got three centers. He plugs and plays different centers every night trying to play matchups. The only consistent players that he has is Carmelo and uh, Derrick Rose, and maybe Przingis. Przingis is out there, but they don't even have a scheme, like even with the no. triangle. But that's the thing. that It's like they're not committed. And it seems as though the, the triangle never caught on with Melo. Yeah, and I don't think that they have the potential to go to the second round of a playoff. No. I mean, not- he has to consistently change the lineup because everyone is usually hurt. You don't know if Derrick Rose is going to catch a case or if he's going to be <laughs> in, in New York being able to play. But that's you not, don't know. No, but that's not that's Hornacek can pencil it in. Even if he doesn't show up, he can pencil him in. I don't know. I, that's to me, that's not as much of the problem as just it doesn't seem like it matters enough to those dudes when they lose. I, I don't. I I don't see them caring enough. Just like the other piece that I wanted to talk about was Charles Strongman Oakley. Now Oakley goes to the arena. He gets in the argument. He gets into the the to the to the scuffle with the security. They kick him out. They then in turn ban him. From Madison Square Garden, Nick Games for it's like the it's like the travel ban. Uh, it's a temporary ban. <laughs> but then the next night, you see Latrell Sprewell and Larry Johnson, and they're giving LJ a pass. They're giving Grandmama a pass. That was LJ sitting next to Latrell Sprewell, sure who's was. sitting next to James sure Dolan, who's giving you classic Donald Trump work with yeah. bringing out Steve Harvey and them to step and fetch it for right. him. Now, Agent Orange. It, Orange. <laughs> now tell me, what what is it that you feel, why, first of all, for both of you guys, next victim, would you accept the, the invitation if the owner called nah. and was like, come through after, that you come through, they just kick T out, but you can come through the Ozone. You know what, it's, it's, I put myself in that situation already, and with Latrell Sprewell, him being invited, I would have been like, no, I can't, I can't roll. I played with Charles Oakley, so no, I can't roll. But I found out that Grandma Larry Johnson, is still actually employed with the Knicks. Oh, so is he? he yeah. Oh, now see, now that's so some good yeah, intel. Now he's obligated. So he's obligated, but he's so not he's necessarily obligated. obligated to come right. sit courtside. It's pretty convenient right. that Dolan wants him to come sit it by. I haven't seen hey, him at the come, games. Come sit down here with yeah, me. Yeah, I haven't seen him sitting at the games in a long time, right? Right. I see right. Spike Today, Lee, you know, and I have like to say, I appreciate Spike's work. Spike came in his Oakley yeah, jersey representing strong. Well, the fans are representing strong. The, the whole city of New York is representing. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's, it's unforgivable. For, and I hate that, I hate that you know, for Larry Johnson to be put in that situation when this event just happened. But if it was free well, no, no, I can't roll. Nah, I can't if roll. I was Oakley, I would be like, look at that dude right there. He was my teammate. He's supposed to have my back on the court and off the court at all times. All times. So I would be like, I'm going with free well. But I would have to understand uh, Larry Johnson's, you know, perspective and what he has to do because that's his gig. And you, you, know you I mean? enlightened us there because I didn't know that he was still under the employ of. You know, of the New York Knicks. But that's still not his gig, though, yeah. to come down there and, and sit down at courtside. With Apparently him. it is. Who, who, how do we know what his job entitles, you know? We don't know <laughs> what it is. I can't imagine that's it. I don't know. Man, he was basically, I believe, Larry Johnson that night was the big man. He was in Charles Oakley, unfortunately, because someone could have threw something or, or did something to Dolan. So if you got Grandma right there, I'm sure, you know, that's a Texas bred dude. So it's yep. like, oh, okay, well, we can't fool with Dolan tonight. We'll catch him another time, though. That's Dolan's problem. He's not, he's not Dolan's <laughs> bodyguard. Dolan, Dolan is a jerk for doing that. For, for he is a jerk. Yeah. With him. He that's, is a jerk. That's why Johnson shouldn't have done it, because he common sense would tell you what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you. That's like Donald Trump saying, hey, there's my African-American over there. That's a, it's, it's the same thing. It's the exact, it's absolutely the but same thing. But that's his job. But, you know, he's affiliated with the New York Knicks. He's an employee of the New York Knicks. So if he doesn't go, if he feels some kind of way, hey, I think we read years ago that, you know, Larry Johnson had a bunch of little ones. So I remember that. You, gotta, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. He needs to stay employed is what you're saying. Either way it goes, Absolutely. it looked like a, it looked like a, uh, it looked like a, uh, 
show of solidarity for more James Dolan than it did for the Knicks right. or for the city by supporting and coming courtside the day after Oakley gets kicked out, who's a fixture in New York. Right. And then, you know, Phil Jackson and anybody else, it, you know, it just it just is an ugly situation over there, and I don't see it getting better anytime soon. If they get rid of Melo, what does that do? If they keep Melo, what does that do? I just don't see a situation where this becomes a good, you know, a good a good look. Well, they need to clean house over there. While Dolan's sitting down there courtside playing games, they he should clean house. Clean. He needs to get rid of everybody. He needs to get rid of Phil Jackson, Hornacek, Derrick Rose, uh, Melo, and build around Porzingis. And, uh, you know, just use those young kids as the youth movement and forget about all the, this other stuff that's Absolutely. going on. You're hurting, you're hurting the city. I will, clean, I will clean the house because now the guys, the true fans say that Spike Lee is going to the game to watch the game. But many of the Knicks fans or just, you know, sports fans in general is just waiting for the bad news to see what's going to happen to the Knicks. Hmm. So it's not even, you know, the game isn't even important no more. You just want to see or hear what's going to happen to the Knicks. Just looking for a scandal, right? Think about it. You know, if if you're watching the game, you like you know, you know, uh, Spreewell and, and and Larry Johnson was there. But I bet if you ask ten people, maybe three of the four of those people would know who they was playing that night when Larry Johnson and, and Spreewell was at the game. Wow, wow, that's interesting. They just want to know and hear what's going on. What's the what's the next negative trend of what's going on with Phil Jackson and Dolan and Carmelo? But this is the, this is the society we live in. We live in this headline society. It's a sports center society where people are interested in the headline as opposed to the story, and it's all a distraction from their own lives, which oftentimes they're miserable with. Now, the last piece I want to I want to holler at you about uh, uh, next victim is this situation with Boogie up in Northern California. Two things: yeah. Boogie saying, "Hey, I can't be myself." And I'm I'm trying to go, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to, it's hard to do what they're asking me to do, but I'm trying to go there. I personally think that that shows growth. But to me, what I want to talk about is what is going on with this disturbing trend of people hitting people in the nuts in the NBA? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, what, what's happening? Buddy, Buddy Hill is a rookie. Buddy Hill is a rookie and went and literally... I mean, he he looked like that. He gave you that fondling that you get from the doctor when they're doing that physical. Got him a handful. <laughs> Got him a handful of the hunting crunching bar. Cough. <laughs> yeah, cough. <laughs> we want to check for a hernia. <laughs> what is going on in the league? Since when did that become part? What part of the game is that? As they say in the, the Bay, soft part. <laughs> that is never okay. It's never okay. These dudes is just. They're not playing the game right anymore in many sports, but they're just not playing the game right. It's bothered. It, it really bothers me because it's like, man, run through the screen. If you go, if you go, take somebody out. No, don't do that. Yeah, supposed to be. It's too many. It's too many social media cameras and iPhones and A phones and Android phones and this. That's going to record that. <laughs> You're never going to so be able to sneak you, out. Now you're on social media, on uh, on every social media, you know, application possible, being caught doing that. Uh, you're never going to be able to sneak away with a nut shot. It's never going to happen anymore. Never. There's too many cameras watching the game. Never. And I don't understand. Never. I mean, Buddy looked like he was more than a nut shot. There was, I saw a light caress. There was a, there was a, <laughs> a Cinemax <laughs> element to that. He needed a citation for, for what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't right. It is nasty, you know. They just not playing the game the right way anymore. And it's like, come on, man, come on. Now you're gonna have to wear a jock strap and a cup to play hoops. And then, and how are you gonna do that? How are you gonna do that? Not successfully. That's how you're gonna do it. That's what I can Shark tell Tank. you. I guess they'll be on Shark Tank with a new uh, <laughs> a new way of trying to. <laughs> With a new product. And now the last thing that I want to go into that I'm very passionate about, and so are the icons, is this incessant bashing that you like to do about Russell Westbrook and scoring too many points. Why do you want this man? Why do you criticize this man? The team is not up to code. We watch this game where KD comes to town. KD comes, and they're making this big deal about it. It was a hype job because, truth be told, it wasn't overly hostile. I didn't feel like right. he hired extra security, which put extra <laughs> hype on it. 
uh, you know, and then Andre Iguodala even said, so what, am I I'm supposed to get killed over playing a game of basketball? This is, I know the people are invested in this, but wow. You know, and then he went in there. You could see that Westbrook was overhyped. He turned the ball over 11 times. He put up 47 points. And the whole time of watching the game, all you want to do is ride the kid about how he's scoring too much. Because it's not his job to score like that. It's all in the context of how you score, and he's got to get other people involved. Even though he has assists, how are the guys getting assists? It's important for the ball to go through the big men so that you can get the fouls and everything else that you need on the other end. He's not doing that. He's getting his. A lot of it's one-on-one, and then it's a bailout assist. He's not setting up a play for a guy to get points. He's doing. He's getting his, and that doesn't work. On that, I saw a lot of. I saw a lot of give and go. I saw him pull up for jumpers, but then he saw the cutting man and he dropped the pill to him. You now, know, that night, they did miss a lot of shots. But overall, watching his games and whatnot, he doesn't play the game. Magic Johnson always said that I could score anytime I want to, but it would not help us win. And the same was thing Magic's up, team but that Magic's is a, layout. the same thing that applies to him. The same all thing. Of Hall of Famers on his wing and on his team at all times. Exactly. You know what? Yeah, but you. But I'm the reason why the Hall of Famers is because of him. Mm, that's not true. Yes, it is. James Worthy wouldn't have been a Hall of Famer without Magic Johnson. Huh? I'm a believer in 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 Russ. Me too. And once I say this, you understand. Russell Westbrook is just like the Allen Iverson back in the day. And not too many cats said that Allen Iverson took too many shots. Russell Westbrook has the exact same squad, pretty much to what Allen Iverson had back in the day. He had Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook is doing the exact same thing. Iverson never had a Kevin Durant on his squad. What are you talking about? And when he had Kevin Durant, he gave him the ball, and Kevin Durant choked, which is why Kevin Durant went about, to go play with the but Warriors. But you're talking about one time. You're talking about in one series. That's Come not on, that's not their career. No, nah, you, 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 yeah, nah. you are nasty. You guys are nasty for acting like you guys don't really understand the game. If the way that he's scoring points is not conducive to win. He he will not win like that, and they will. He not will not win with that team, and I agree with that. But that's not why. And Victor Oladipo actually that's has talent. Why. Victor Oladipo does not put the ball in the hole. Victor Oladipo does put the ball clutch. in the hole. He's in and out, and he's not clutch. I'm with you next, Victor. He's not clutch. Victor Oladipo's only been in the league a couple of years. Exactly. And Russell Russell Westbrook is the veteran on that team. So now you're talking about that as the veteran, he's trying to lead the team. Uh, the only person that I see that's on his squad that's reliable to drop the pill to is Steven Adams. And he finds Steven yeah. Adams a lot. Absolutely. Ennis Cantor is hurt. Well, and you got a bunch of well, other yeah, kids. Ennis Cantor was a junk. He was a cleanup man. But you have a bunch of other dudes who are out there who don't seem to Roberson, really. Roberson, Amoro. Who don't put the ball in the hole. The, the organization Robertson got rid of a lot of those guys. They did. Robertson is on the wing in the corner and cannot make a three. I think he's shooting something like 23% from the three-point line. So I'm going – you know who I'm going to trust to have the ball at all times? You. Westbrook or even Adams. But so guess what? they're going to sag down. That's why they don't win. They don't win. They don't have enough pieces. They do have enough pieces. They don't have You have a big man. You have a dominant point if he plays the point the right way because he's a point – he's a one-two – and you, he's not playing the game the right way. Yeah, I disagree. If you, if you're, you, you're knocking a guy that's averaging a triple dub, that's giving you thirty a night. I yeah. just cannot criticize that young yeah. man. I don't. I don't see how you can. It's not in the. How you it's can not do in that. the. It's, it's not in the floor of the game. You have to have a scheme. You have to have a way to score points. You can't just go and score as many points as you want to. How many guys could actually do that? And then their team wins. It just doesn't work. You, you have, have five yeah, but, guys. But out, you have the, four other guys out there oh. on the court with you, and none of them are producing except for Russell Westbrook. So I have to deduce that Russell Westbrook is the problem. I can't see it that way. I deduce that those guys' game isn't up to code. Come on. They're in the show, so the game has to be up to code. That's not true. runs through Russell Westbrook. Exactly. Whenever Westbrook is out the game, they go down points. Whenever he's back in, he's an immediate scorer. He's an immediate rebound person. He's an immediate assist person. He's the person on the court that makes everything roll through OKC. That's it. And he's so still developing. He and then when and then when he goes against a good team, they have enough to beat mediocre teams. But when they go against a good team, they beat Cleveland the other night. But that was because Cleveland been playing back to back games. But if you go against a good team, they don't win. They can't get by any yes, of the good teams. I agree because they're not a not, great team. Not because of that, but yes. because because of what, the way that Russell Westbrook no. is on the court and being the ring general. Oh, There's no way you can look the at their right personnel way. and lose a guy like Kevin Durant. Lose the actual Kevin Durant, not even a guy like Kevin Durant. You lose Kevin Durant 
But you just said Kevin Durant wasn't any good. No, I didn't say that. Don't lie to the people you know, because we can Kevin run back Durant, the tape. I said Kevin Durant third, wasn't clutch in the series last year. Well, so what? So what? I didn't say he wasn't good. So don't lie. Don't say that. And anyways, what ends up happening is is you lose a guy that is putting up that is your number one scorer. You don't replace him. And now you're expecting them to compete in a league in the NBA that is completely star-driven. That's unreal. That's unrealistic. But the problem was in the first place is because when when uh, Kevin Durant was there, he had to beg for the ball. No, he did not. Yes, he, he did. He wasn't clutch. Okay. Kevin Durant I won't say, I won't say Kevin Durant. I won't go that far. He wasn't, he wasn't clutch in clutch. one series. He wasn't but clutch that, in you that can't last say series. That. He's, he has one of the highest shooting percentages in the league. You can't say the, the dude is a, basically a seven-footer that can shoot jumpers that nobody can block. And Russell Westbrook Third. had him there. He should have took advantage of the opportunity when he, he had did. him there. He did no, take he advantage. Did not. No, and he, did he deferred not. to him. No, and, and Kevin when Durant he finally came deferred, up short. To, When he finally deferred to him, Kevin Durant didn't come through. But I can't put his whole career around him not coming through that series. I can't. I mean, because, because in, now you look at it and what because happens in now. The past, you look at it now and in Golden State, how many times have we watched Kevin Durant fall down at the end of the game? And lighting the loafers. It. He's lighting the loafers. Exactly. But and, they have and, a, they, and Russell is not. Russell doesn't win, though. He's not going to go anywhere. Nobody's going to win in this league without at least two superstars. He does not have another superstar. Absolutely. Uh, No. He does not have. He has the potential to have other superstars on that squad, and he is not using his talent the the right way. Who's the superstar on that squad besides Russell Westbrook? He has Steven Adams that has the potential to be a superstar. No, he does not have the potential to be a superstar. Yes, he's a seven-footer that has good footwork that can put the ball in the hole. The most Steven Adams will give you is 15 and 10. He has in his That's a double-double. I mean, most teams would be happy to get a double-double. Greg Monroe's playing over there, and Greg Greg Monroe's not even going to get a double-double over there. Not from their number two. And then you have have Ennis Cannon that was on the floor. You have two seven-footers on the floor, and this guy, is, when he had them both out there, he wasn't getting it done. You guys have to have a scheme. Come it on. has to be a way that you score. Yeah, you can't yeah. just score. No. I got to give no. you the Charles Oakley you put, on this one. You Get your DeMarcus hands off of me. See, yeah. you put a DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins on that team. Now you have two superstars. There you go. How many boogies are there out there? This is the point. That's what a superstar is. Yes, a but superstar he, had a, he had a superstar and he didn't win with him. Because it's the it wasn't, it wasn't job. His, it wasn't his fault. It yeah, wasn't, it, man, you must have stock in the Kevin Durant Corporation because it was his fault. No, it because was not Kevin Durant's fault. the superstar, just like it was Steph Curry's fault that they didn't win last year, just like when LeBron James doesn't win in the finals, it's his fault. Absolutely. When you're the superstar, it's your fault. First of all, LeBron Absolutely. James is not even in the same category as these guys because he's a generational player. But these other guys. What do you think a superstar is? It's not just a generational player. Because a superstar with, with a LeBron James type player, LeBron James can win completely by himself. No, he couldn't. And that's why he didn't win against Golden State, which he had the most insane finals of all time. And he still couldn't get it done. Yeah, but I'm you're not talking, mad at but him you're for talking, that. You're talking about the team that he went to. Michael Jordan has never went against a team or opponents at that, re- at that level that LeBron James has gone through. And that's fact. Those are stats. That's not fact. Those are our stats. LeBron, LeBron James' teams, the, the teams that he's played against, have had been way more tougher than the teams that Michael Jordan played against. That's not true. That's very true. I completely disagree. I, I, I don't know where you got on one today. You got some LSD in your system. <laughs> no. I don't know what happened to you. <laughs> you think that, you know that you, hold on, hold on, Tip, hold on. You think that the Lakers that the Bulls beat are not better than any team LeBron James has faced? And one, the Lakers, you think the, the Lakers, Dallas Magic, Mavericks, Magic Johnson you, didn't even play in that series. He did play and he, he got played. hurt. He, yeah, but, but that's and, why and he that, didn't play. And that team still runs the Dallas Mavericks that LeBron lost to. It still runs the Spurs no. that the LeBron James lost no. to. No, you're crazy. You're crazy. That Lakers wow. team without Magic Johnson is wow. nothing. Wow, wow. Those teams couldn't even beat those teams. There's no chance those teams beat those Utah Jazz teams that Michael, the old Michael Jordan beat. No, the stats say that the team. Man, you full of that nonsense right the, now. The Magic Johnson Lakers still had Big Game James. Still had <laughs> it. James guy. Worthy is not the same player without Magic Johnson. Well, then why did he win the championship in, in college? <laughs> college and the pros are two different things. All right, man. He you, played with Michael Jordan, you, too, didn't he? You got an excuse for and everything. And he played with Michael Jordan, too, you didn't he? You got an excuse Did he play with Michael yeah. Jordan? And, and, oh, okay. and a Thank bunch you. of other All-Stars. Thank you very much. And a bunch of other All-Stars. Yeah, so he couldn't win by himself. And which we're, which is exactly what we're saying, which means that once everybody runs back to tape, they can see where you contradicted yourself to say that LeBron James can win by himself. What we're trying to tell you is, is that a superstar in a league that's star-driven needs help. 
Russell Westbrook doesn't have that help. He had help, and he lost it. And because and, of and him. So, and so what do you what so so okay, so you think Kevin Durant left because of Russell Westbrook? I'm pretty sure he did. You're, you man, you are you're high. No way. Wow, you are high. Russell, obviously he left so that he could go play with a team where he didn't have to shoulder the load. That's why he I, leaves. No, I don't agree. So that his game I don't agree. can He's be shouldering easier. the load right now. No, he's he not. leads that team in scoring. Yeah, because they pass him the ball so that he can do yeah, that. Exactly. You just, hit the, you just hit the key word. Any because given they night, pass him the ball and Russell Westbrook did not. That's not true. And on any given night. The point guard's job is to distribute, not for him to get his. Whatever, man. On any given night, anybody on the well, Warriors man, can put crazy. up the same numbers as Kevin Durant. No. <laughs> you're crazy. Steph, Curry, Steph can't put up thirty a night. Yeah, Curry, Clay, Clay can't put up thirty a night. Clay won't put up thirty nights. You're, you Steph lost can. your mind. It's if I tell you this much: if Clay Thompson went and played in OKC, OKC's a contender. No. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. No. Absolutely. Yes. Because, because then the defense, defense can key on him and shut him down. Because it, no, they, they if know, you have two superstars, you can't key on anybody. That's the point. Victor Olipo is a superstar. <laughs> Man, you're, you're going to get dragged on social media. In your opinion, Steven Adams and Victor Oladipo both are superstars. They have enough to win with them. They have potential, and Russell Westbrook is not getting it done. All right. I, all right next victim, I'm going to let you go before we lose complete credibility on the Ozone because obviously yeah. Terry doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to basketball. He does not know. I, I, let me leave with saying this. You guys are both superstars, and you work well together. <laughs> Thanks for the assist. <laughs> I'm gonna give you two fantasy points for that, <laughs> and I'm giving you dang twenty for all these turnovers Whatever. you're putting up. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Man, your DraftKings right, would be terrible y'all, right y'all, now. DraftKings is always there, right? Yeah, DraftKings would be the worst. That's this why is, I know, because I look at the stats. This is Icons the Cupcakes. We're going to get a T-shirt made for you. You crazy? Victor Oladipo's a superstar. What planet do you live on? All right, next victim. He Thank you. He wasn't even a superstar in college. He was, he was great. Superstar? He was great Man. in Orlando. I think right, we have a, a semantics problem with what superstar means. Because when you guys talk about Westbrook, not only did he have, he had, at one point, he had James Harden and Kevin Durant and Serge Ibaka. Thank you. By next you victim. What? By next what victim. What are you talking about? They didn't none win. of them won. <laughs> yes, they yes, none of them won. And so he, don't, was, he so was in charge of the out, ball. So that was, don't that bail was his out, job. Don't that was bail. his job. They went to the finals, and James Harden decided to go to the club in Miami and get drunk, and nobody showed up, including Kevin Durant. So I don't want to hear nothing about Russell Westbrook, Guess what? especially when they're 21 years old. All of them. Guess what? If you went to the club, if you tried to go to the club when Magic Johnson was point, Magic Johnson would say that you are not playing. Pat Riley would say that you are not playing. And if you're 21 years old. So why why didn't Kevin Durant say that Exactly. Since it's his team and he's a superstar. It wasn't his team, though. That's what he was at. There has to be a a Batman and a Robin. And Russell Westbrook wants to be Batman. He didn't want to be Robin. And And he's a much better Batman He's giving you Michael Keaton Batman versus Val Kilmer's Batman, in my opinion. Those are two bad Batmans, though. <laughs> I like Michael Keaton. <laughs> I don't know. But... <laughs> we have to go Christian Bell. We have to leave it alone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Next victim, thanks for calling in. We appreciate your two cents. This uh, We don't appreciate the icons two cents because he's, uh, he's nuts. He's going yeah, crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> he's coming out yeah. of left field with his. He is coming out the bullpen and sneaking up the farm. (laughs) (laughs) He really is. He really is. All right, next victim. Stay easy, man. We talk to you soon. All right. Holla. Late. Great work by next victim. Great call. As usual, nice contribution on the Ozone. And you know what else is a great contribution? What? The 5-4 Club. Did you know that just for $65 a month, you can get a box of clothes that retails for more than $200 a month by joining the 5-4 Club? That is a contribution. I actually know about that because I'm almost fully decked out in 5-4 See today. that? Because they're giving you the assist. Look at that. You're looking, you're looking fine, um, brother. You're looking fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so uh, with the 5-4 Club, folks, head over to 5-4-Club.com. Throw in promo code OMAR. You can even put it in all caps. You're going to get some money off your first couple months, and you're going to start getting clothes that make you feel better. Make you feel like a man. 5-4 Club. Life and style. Moving on. 
what a great spirited edition of the Ozone, exposing your ridiculous views on the <laughs> NBA. Come on, man. Now, what do you think about the Lake Show? The Lake Show, now Luke Walton has decided he's going with the youth movement. As he should. Put so, Mozgov on the bench. As he should. And these young kids are out there balling. Yeah, but you know what? The, their problem is consistency right now. They're just trying to find their identity, just like every other young person in America. You know, you're trying to find out who you are. And once they, they grasp his scheme and everything else, it'll you know they'll be nice. They're going to be nice. They just need one or two veterans in there, and they should be over the hump. I think that I think that he's the perfect coach for them. I do too. I think that they need the right veteran, and I think maybe even more than getting the right veteran, they need to move away from the wrong veteran. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? They love the wrong veteran. <laughs> they love the wrong. They love veteran. a good Luau Dang. <laughs> <laughs> he's the wrong vet. He's the wrong vet. He's the wrong vet. But you know what? They were in the rebuilding process, and so they had to you get know, somebody. Get somebody that they you know. But I didn't understand that move though because they knew that they were dra- uh, drafting uh, Brandon Ingram. So I don't understand that move. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But you need bringing in Magic, which is awesome because now maybe he can talk to or teach or learn. These kids can learn something from him because that's very, very important, you know, for him to be able to come in and interject some of that, his his wisdom to these guys if they buy into it. Yeah. But they would have to buy into it. Yeah. And that's the issue, getting these young guys to buy in. But to their credit, on this recent road trip, it seems like they bought in. And when you see it, you see the potential that they have. I mean, they blew the Knicks out. No. That- Not that that's saying something great, but they went in there and they blew the Knicks out. Then they put up major points against the Bucks. Yeah, 40, almost 50 in the first quarter. Come on, man. Them that's, kids are a problem when they go run. Jason Kidd, though. You're talking about a bad a bad organization, a bad coach again, because Jason Kidd has way too much got talent. got a lot of talent. To, to have oh, a, how have about that Jabari ups- Parker Yeah, piece. have an upside down. They're not going to win either. Not with Jason Kidd. They're, they're 22 and 29 or something like that. Come on, man. You have a dominant center. You have a dominant forward. You have a dominant power forward. You have a dominant shooting guard. I, I mean, the point guard has a lot of options out there if you if you have a scheme for him. But I think that Jason Kidd still wants to play, and that's a problem. You think? Yeah. You think I, he's not finished with it? He's not done with the game? Well, he's not done with the game as far as him wanting to play, but he wants to – this is the problem with these guys that came out of the last generation where they want to, uh, you know, put their theory on the game. Now, the game has changed. Everything's away from the big man, and he's playing sort of like arena football and basketball right now where you go to the Greek freak – and he scores 41 points, and you guys still lose. There's that. Uh, I mean, the guy scores I, 41 points. The ball has to be distributed through the global. The ball has to <laughs> the guy. The ball has to go around, man. It can't touch one guy's hand and he and does, stop moving. Yeah, and stop moving. I think that uh, I think that they have a, an excellent team potentially out there. They got to figure out. To me, a lot of this stuff comes into getting the right vet or the right free agent. You know, to come in and make the proper move. We're talking about the Lakers, right? I'm talking about the the Bucks. Oh, the Bucks. And and getting the right person to shore up the bench and blah blah blah, and then using them properly. And ultimately, all of the management stuff is you know this is why they play the games is because this is why certain guys get accoladed and other guys don't because either you can find the formula with the pieces that you have or you can't, and that's what it comes down to. And a lot of these guys we come to find cannot. You look at a guy like Steve Kerr, you know, really. The Warriors now are all world and blah, 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 blah. It took some serious architecting to believe in that style of play, which was unprecedented, which was blueprinted by Mark Jackson in the years before. But Steve Kerr was able to really put the glue in there and say, you know what? Draymond Green's the guy that actually can be the the put together that allows these guys to shoot and turn the ball over and run and gun and play an entertaining style of basketball, but also win. And now to bring that back, I do believe this is exactly why Jeannie Buss reached out to Magic Johnson to figure out how to make that happen for the Lake Show. Right, but I don't know if they're the style of game that he played. I don't know if that would be able to be incorporated into what the talent that they have there because what you're talking about, Steve Kerr, is that he's making Draymond Green into a Dennis Rodman proto- you know, type of player. Mm, not really. Dennis Rodman never handled the ball that well, much. Well, he, he didn't handle the ball nobody, that much. No, but there's not. I'll say, I'll say, in my opinion, there really hasn't been a guy that's like Draymond Green, and that's what the value of him is. They give him the autonomy to either go and play as a big man and post people up or to run the floor with and run the break and find guys to get assists or to be the defensive enforcer at 6'6", which is a real surprise. You right. know? So, they, so they, he's a stretch four. 
If you call it that. I mean, he's almost even more like a three. But, yeah, you know, I guess he is the stretch four technically. But the problem, Sometimes he plays the five. When they go with the small ball, you know, they have him play the center. And this is the the weakness of their squad is because they don't really have a legitimate big man. You have JaVale McGee. I don't, JaVale McGee's been playing really yeah, well he lately. he has been playing actually. really well. But if you don't give him minutes like that, what do you think is going to happen in the latter part of the season? The ball has to – the ball doesn't go through the big men there. It goes – it stays out. So, you know, JaVale McGee is just going to be a uh, cleanup person. Whereas Draymond Green is a guy who the ball goes runs through. through. Yeah, it runs yeah, through. Yeah, him. yeah, the system is running through him mm-hmm. for sure. I don't know, but I, I think that when you pull in a dude like Magic, you, you're moving in you the right can't direction. Lose. <laughs> I mean, this guy is showing you he's won at every single level yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. He's won as a, as a high school ball player, a college ball player, rookie season in the NBA. He came in winning, won five rings, went to nine championships. I mean, this guy is a stone-cold winner. Brought Starbucks to the urban communities in the United States. Found ways to partner with Sony Entertainment and bring uh, uh, movie theaters and and films into places where other chains just wouldn't go. Medically, he survived when nobody thought that he would. Wow. And maybe his biggest victory, medically, he survived HIV when it was a full-blown terminal sentence. Uh Yeah. And so this guy finds ways in life to, to, to figure things out in the puzzle sense to make things work. I, I think where he differs uh, the magic, uh, than uh, Michael Jordan is that he's willing to get other people involved, whereas a Michael Jordan type of player makes all of the decisions. You know, Magic Johnson sees the value in bettering everybody around him. Right. And so he'll give you that job. You know, say, hey, you're good at this. Why don't you go and work and, at and that? And seemingly less through pressure. Right. Like Michael Jordan made guys better as well. Um, but through pressure, through intimidation almost. Mm-hmm. And you either you either shaped up or you got shipped out. Magic made guys better. Right. Like he, you know what I mean? Like and they he, wanted to be around he, him. I don't it, see yeah, anybody yeah. wanting to be around Jordan. And except for the people who make the crying Jordan memes. Exactly. Those, <laughs> and I love them. <laughs> so give me more. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and so maybe that's the approach, you know, and, and also, I mean, you come in with a lot of capital. Both literally and metaphorically, when you walk into the arena as Magic Johnson and your your jerseys hanging in the rafters, as are five championships rings that you were a very large part of. And he's a humble guy, too. Super humble. You know? And it, and that goes a long way, you know, because it can go a long way with these kids who think that win or lose, as long as I have my nice car and my chicks and right. my, my, my vacations, I'm still winning. Right. Because Magic is showing you, hey, I'm winning on the highest levels and I'm still not satisfied. Right. There's more. You can be better. You can be a better person. You can be a better player. You know, it's pretty interesting stuff. Winning. Yeah. Now tell me this. So do you believe that they're going to – do you believe that he'll – He'll aid them into being a contender within the next four or five years. I think that they're going to be contenders in the next four or five years anyway. I mean, especially, without magic, yes. Especially. So does he accelerate the process? He could accelerate the process. It's just all a matter of the kids buy into him. You know, that's a big. That's the big issue. Are they going to listen to him? Do they respect his five rings? That was a you know a long time ago, and these kids might not even have seen him before. They even with you know with YouTube or something like that, but they haven't seen him play. Right. You had to feel the magic, which the is why he was yeah. Irvin Magic Johnson. Yeah. He had that thing with him where he always he was like the Cape Crusader. Yes. If he was on the court, there was a way to win the game. I don't care how much you're down. I don't care where the ball comes in. Magic Johnson gives you a that chance to win. I- IQ is through the roof. Through the roof. Come on, man. Through the roof. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it plays out, to be honest, because obviously he's going in with the right goal in mind. His goal is to make the organization great. He wants to make LA great again. <laughs> he wants to do it because that's that's what he is. He's a, you know, he's a he's a transplanted Angelino that is the ultimate LA All-Star now. Yeah, and I think that after you watch the Clippers, he feels like this is opportunity for the Lakers to jump back in there and take over the city. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. And that kid, you know, I tell you Larry Nance Jr., man, I th- I like him a I lot. I do too. He's got he's the grunge work. You know, he's giving you that that Draymond Green. He's he, he's to, had the potential to be yeah. the Draymond type. Yeah. And he's willing. He to can do the, it all. Yeah, he's willing to get on the ground and scrap for balls and tip in and all the little things that need to go on to win the games. And a lot of these other guys, these kids that they got, you know, if they can get over themselves, being cool and everything else, and, and being rich, yeah, and being rich and start going to practice the way that they should and doing the things that they need to do to be, to go to the next level, they could win. They have a lot of. I they mean, got a lot of pieces. Nobody, I don't. think. On any given night, they blow teams out. Yes. When you're like, "Whoa!" Yes, they have their potential, man. It's nobody has potential like them. I don't. Think, yeah, the and 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 you know that they have the money to spend. Yeah. So if the right free agent pops up or the right trade situation pops up, 
Now you're in a situation where the Lakers could be right back on next season. No, I think that this is a situation where you might have to ship a guy like D'Angelo Russell out, you know, because he's supposed to have bad practicing habits and things like that. So I, I think with Magic, he's either going to have to shape up or he's going to ship out. Mm-hmm. And then you can bring in a, you know, maybe this is where you go and get a, a true point where a guy's going to. But they, this is the problem, though, with the Lakers. They don't have an identity. You have three three guys there that can be the point. Mm. So who do you go to? And this is the new NBA, though. Yeah, it is. This is the new NBA. This is a this is a very a point guard league. It is. It is not a big man dominated league. Now I tell you what, I mean, they, Vlade Divac put a smash to it. But if they could have somehow or another got a hold of Boogie with them other young kids, I they think got it's still the potential. You, out you there. think it's still out there? Yeah, huh? with all the talent that the Laker has, they have a lot to spend, and then they're going to get a number, uh, another big draft pick this year. And then you're always selling what doesn't need to be sold, which is Los Angeles. Yes. It, who doesn't want to be in L.A.? I mean, but if Boogie can't get himself together mentally, this would be the worst place for him. Because I agree. There's way too much for him to get in trouble. Way too with. many distractions. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, it's it's actually somewhat surprising that uh, it's somewhat surprising that there aren't more guys who miss games. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> it's just kind of crazy, kind of crazy. Well, I think that's going to be interesting to see how the Lake Show plays out. Got to move into a, a loss right now. Major loss in uh, in America, but also a major loss for the city of Detroit. The Detroit Red Wings and the Detroit Tigers owner, uh, Mr. Mike Illich, passed away over the weekend. And we've had actually a personal experience with the Detroit Tigers and Mr. Illich. And he was, man, this this guy this guy was a great guy. He was a great guy. Really great guy. I want to play real quick a clip of Jimmy Leland and what Jimmy Leland had to say about him. Well, he was a manager's dream. I mean, there's no question about that. He never, ever, you know, fell short of making every effort, every attempt to put a world championship team on the field. We got close a couple of times. I know it broke his heart, I'm sure. Everybody, to a, uh, you know, from the manager, the coaches, the players, the clubhouse people, the front office, the men, the women that worked in the organization, everybody wanted that world championship for one reason, and that was to give it to Mike Illich. Can we get this player? Do we need this player? Do we need that player? Uh, what would make us better? Does that, you know, I mean, it was, uh, I, I've never seen anybody that was into it like Mr. Illich was as far as trying to bring that team to Detroit. You know, he, I think it goes so much further than the, than the Tigers. He was so proud of Detroit and he, mm-hmm. you know, he, he wanted to bring Detroit back. He's done so many things to bring Detroit back. Uh, you know, the Illich organization has done so much. Nobody's done more for the city of Detroit than the Illich family. There's no question about that. I don't think anybody would argue that. And that's the truth. I mean, they they've done everything they can to single handedly uh, handedly revitalize Detroit. Yeah, in this modern era. Yeah, they literally have done everything to win a championship. They've won championships in Detroit with the Red Wings, but uh, I know, have nothing negative to say about them. I mean, not when, in the whole family, when, and and it started yeah. at the top. He was the patriarch, and he this this him him and his wife. They were wonderful to yeah, us. Yeah, we sat we sat in the owners' box and watched the game with them. They they waited on us hand and foot. Yeah, they sure I mean, did. And I mean, them personally, and them personally, them personally. Yeah. And they said, I remember we had chicken fried steak that night. Yeah, it was delicious. You and, guys want something else? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and he had on his Letterman's jacket and it was fly. <laughs> and he asked me if I could pitch. <laughs> that was I was just I wish he would have asked me ten years sooner. But uh, Mr. Illich is a great guy. Rest in peace to him. And then condolences out to the Illich family. A real class act. And. Uh, you know, not to mention the contributions to the world of creating Little Caesars Pizza, which is fantastic, right. pizza, pizza. And uh, you know, I just life is a trip, man. You gotta, you gotta do what you're gonna do in life. And I'm glad that I was able to be influenced by him. I'm glad that he was able to 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 really be a positive influence on us and also our mentor, Mr. Willie Horton. It was, a, it was just a great experience we had with the Illich family, from everywhere from the Motor City Casino to. Uh, the Fox Theater to actual Comerica Field. It was great, really, yeah, really true great. Story. Was uh really saddened me to read that when I uh when I read that that he had passed away. So yeah, but the uh, baseball season is right around the corner, and I know this is going to be motivational for them Tigers amongst other people. I see that the Bravos made a trade for your boy Brandon Phillips. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, and and it's a trip because obviously Brandon Phillips is you know towards the end of his career, but if you remember. Did I unplug you? No, I'm good. But if you remember, the Braves made noise in the second half of last season once they got Matt Kemp. They sure did. I think that they might be messing the organization up a little bit. You don't have to make that many more moves. I mean. They were playing good baseball. They just needed some pitching. Yeah. And they went and got some pitching. I don't really agree with some of the moves that they made pitching-wise. But 
They, they were putting up runs, and they couldn't stop other teams from putting up runs. I I would like the old theory of the Braves where they would let that uh, the youngsters develop and then in you, their farm system, yes, and then in the and, league. Yeah, and then in the league, and then you have horses for the next five, six, seven years. Yeah, but uh, what they're doing now, but getting Brandon Phillips, that all happened because of the accident that Sean Rodriguez got into, and he damaged his shoulder. You know, so he now I didn't know that that was the product of that. I knew he had damaged yeah. his shoulder, but I didn't know that it was going to keep him from being able to play. Yeah, he's the whole out, year. I think he's out. Uh, Three or four months or something. Oh like that. wow! Yeah, but they have Jace Peterson, so I don't understand that. And then also, um, the Reds are paying pretty much all of Brandon uh, Phillips' money, which is exactly why you can see the the uh, the Braves wanted to take a flyer on him, and maybe yeah, you might he's always been he's always been known as a great clubhouse guy, Brandon Phillips. Yeah, he's a veteran that you might be looking for, and they said he's probably going to bat sixth. And um, you can count on Brandon Phillips for a clutch hit. Yeah. You're not going to count on him anymore for 25 bombs. Well, he almost hit 25 last year. <laughs> There you go. But yeah. I don't think you – and maybe in that lineup, though, because they were putting up runs last year, man. When Matt Kemp got there and they got Enciarte back yeah. and uh, uh, and they brought up Dansby Swanson. Uh, Swanson. Dansby Swanson. I always have a hard time saying uh -huh. his name. They brought him up. They start banging, man, because Freddie Freeman is going to put the ball – he's going to make the ball pop. Well, Count on that. And Dansby was a rookie last year. So this year, you know, you're looking at a, a, maybe a big jump. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and this is what I'm saying. I'm – I wonder with the moves or the non-moves that the Nationals are making, uh, the Nationals obviously are – it's it's almost like they switched and swapped identities over there in the Eastern uh, uh, Division of the National League because now the Nationals are relying on pitching. The Nationals are saying, we're going to outpitch you and hopefully Bryce figures it out and, and can put up another crazy video game number, triple crown kind of season, and that's how we're going to beat you. Well, I think they messed up by not getting Andrew McCutcheon because – I think so too. You need that, that right-handed power bat in there. Especially since he's now clear to play right field. Yes, that was a big. That's a big announcement that I don't think people are talking enough about. Saying that he's moving from center to right field out in Pittsburgh. Well, and who's playing center now for the um, for the Nationals? Because Trey Turner is going to play short now. I think they're going. Is it still Ben Revere? No, they actually went and got the kid from. Uh, well, he's not a kid actually, but the guy from the White Sox, the left. Oh, they sure did. They got Adam Eaton. Yeah, they got Adam Eaton, and where I actually thought that they would let Michael Taylor play. Uh, because that kid played well when he got his chance. Yeah. Another situation where you're not really letting the guy develop. And I think he might have been a part of that deal. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, this is another problem, though, because they went and got enough, another left-handed bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see a lefty and you didn't did Your man, it, you see exactly what Clayton Kershaw did to him. Yes. And obviously and he's the, the top of the – Yeah. Then that's what I was just – that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Not just Clayton Kershaw, but it, Urias did it to him, and they got shut down. Think Guys about it. were rendered completely helpless, and then you're counting on Ryan Zimmerman, Ryan Zimmerman and Jason Worth, and those guys just aren't giving you, yes. you know, that kind of production. Especially when you have a predominantly left-hand lineup. I mean, that's too many lefties in the lineup. Uh, you, you go against the Giants. The Giants, who do they have? They have uh, Matt Moore. They have uh, uh, Madison Bumgarner. And then they got Johnny Guido, who's shutting down lefties and righties. Yeah, so they're... I don't see in a three-game series, if you see these two pitchers, come on, they have problems. You got problems there. They can't beat the Dodgers. No. Not even the Dodgers are committed to left-handed pitchers. Yes, <laughs> and not even with the mediocre squad that the Dodgers have put together. Why? Now. Can you explain to me why the Dodgers signed Chase no. Utley can you explain and to me? Sergio Romo? <laughs> Sir, I, I have to say, I feel like the Dodgers aren't going anywhere with these moves that they made. Yeah, this, these are not great moves to me. Sergio it's, Romo was laughing when he gave up the big knock. And I don't see anything funny about giving up that. in against the Cubs in yes. the comeback when they really that was a crucial, crucial part of the game, obviously, because it was the top of the ninth. But crucial in the sense that if he could have got those two outs, they go back to Chicago, tied yes. two two with Johnny Cueto on the bump, which is a whole new world. Yes. And I don't I don't understand that Sergio Romo move. Just like Chase Udley. Chase Udley didn't really bring anything to that squad. Maybe, maybe he's a good clubhouse guy. Yeah, maybe that's what it is because but offensively. You Offensively, he did not bring. I I don't understand getting rid of Howie Kendrick. If you're gonna if if the option is Chase or Howie Kendrick at second base, no, dude, obviously got, you want. We have Logan now. <laughs> yeah, now. But I I don't understand getting Logan. They have a kid out actually in the minor leagues that should be ready in a little while. You know, you could keep Howie for one more year, let that kid develop and come up and take his chance. I always felt like you're in part the youth of, movement. Yeah, and I felt like part of Howie's decline had a lot to do. With uh, switching positions, yeah, with him playing left field and not playing all the time. Yeah, he's not a left fielder. He's, been he's not a left fielder. And also, career. he was a guy that played 150 games a year up until last year and peppered the right center field. <laughs> was great for a double. <laughs> yeah, great for a double. The right right center gap. 
I I don't understand the Dodgers moves this offseason. They look like the fans are happy with it, but I think that they're going to look at a regression when you come back and talk about the pitching because I don't think the Rich Hill is going to give you what you think that Rich Hill gave you in the past. I don't. I, I'd know. be amazed if he gave you that for a full season. Yes, and then as well as Scott Casimir. I mean, the whole lot. They have a lefty rotation. Is just, they have a lefty rotation. If it lived up to what it's supposed to, it would be beast mode. Yeah, but I don't think that it is. Kershaw. Urias, Rich Hill, and Scott Casimir. I could have kept DeLeon and lived with DeLeon and, you know. And let him develop. And let him develop. He could have been the fourth or fifth starter. He couldn't be any worse than what these guys are probably going to be. He showed flashes of brilliance. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what they're doing, but I know I'm excited for the baseball season to start, and I'm definitely excited for, uh, I mean, most certainly excited for the World Baseball Classic. I'm pumped up. Yeah, who do you got on that? I told you, I like what Venezuela was doing, but actually after looking at the American lineup, I'm gonna make uh, I'm gonna make America great again. I'm gonna go with the USA on this. I'm one. not impressed. Our pitching's not together. Well, pitching's not up to code. This is why they play the games, my friend. This yeah. is why they play the games. Most of those guys are gonna be on pitch counts or pitch restrictions and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you're not gonna ever. You know, we baby our players, whereas the other teams let their guys throw all the time. Yeah, yeah, this is true. It's very interesting. Uh, what else is interesting is your boy Derek Jeter's having a baby. All right, congrats. Congrats to the cap. Yeah. Cap making moves on and off the field. He had a very interesting thing to say. He's like, he always uh, admired those guys who were willing to make the sacrifice to miss Little League and T-ball and their kids' uh, 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 recitals and X, Y, and Z, but he never really wanted to be that guy, and that's why he waited to have children until after he got finished playing. Right. And I have no doubt that the child's going to be a champion just like Derek Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh I tell you what else I could go for right now. It's a nice, smooth gorilla life. Life in a bottle. Three ingredients, folks. Water, chlorophyll, and agave. Maybe honey if you like it like that. Just to taste the sweet. But I tell you, this rich, mineral-rich chlorophyll drink will clean your blood and clean your act up. Gorilla life. Life in a bottle. Go to gorillalife.com and check it out. Want to also cover uh, this situation, man, with the White House. After the Patriots' victory, I thought that was pretty interesting. So we have, I think we're up to, is it six now, guys, that aren't that, that are saying they're not going to the White House? At least. Yeah, it might even be a dozen. There's a, yeah. there's a lot of guys that aren't going uh, for the reasons of protest against the, you know, against the current administration. And I actually, to, to fight against the stereotype of dumb football players, they're actually giving some pretty good analysis of the situation, too. Right. They're being socially conscious. Well, but I'm saying the way that they're expressing, articulating what it is, the yeah. reasons why. They're saying, hey, look, there's not a tone of inclusiveness, and I don't feel welcome. Plain and simple. And they didn't want to go and become, you know, the Steve Harveys of the world and be there and right. be on display. Right. And that's exactly what they would be doing if they showed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a pretty interesting thing. As is, by the way, so tonight... The women's UConn team is going for a hundred straight wins. That's crazy. A hundred straight <laughs> wins. I mean, ten straight wins. Tough ten enough. straight wins in anything on any level. Yes, and in little league to the major leagues to whatever. A hundred wins. Now there's a coach. <laughs> That's a winning organization. That's a winning organization. And those girls are buying in. I can tell yes. you that much. Those young ladies are doing it. So wow, yeah, you, you, it's kind of hard to root against that. But I'm always an underdog guy. But. I don't know. That I just felt like it was worth honorable mention just because. That's a that's a crazy thing. And then in the last little tidbit, saw that uh I didn't get to watch the fight. Did you see the Holly Holm fight with the girl from the from the Netherlands? I saw um a, a little bit of it and the ref should have stopped, uh, should have uh, took some points away because the the lady hit her after the break a couple I times. I saw that. And they said it was two times. Yeah, and after- one of them really wobbled her. Yeah, like she was literally stumbling over and almost ran into the ref, right? And she lost on points. And she lost on points. And did he give her two? He, he would have taken away two points if he would have done what he was supposed to do. It would have just been one point. The first one, you would get a warning, right? And the second one would have been a point? Well, actually, it's up. You know, it's the ref's discretion, but I guess he his discretion was that she didn't need any points taken away. She didn't need any points. You're talking about Jermaine de Randami from, uh, you know, from the Netherlands. And what people are saying is, is they're calling for a rematch. Just as basically as a result of the late blows. And the late blows were like very late from what I understand. They were. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised because Dana White is usually pretty tough on things like that. Well, and but I wouldn't be surprised if Holly Holm can even bounce back. Once you get that kind of thing, is yeah, tough she took to a bounce beating. back. Yeah. 
I mean, she took a big. I hate to see women get me beat too. Up. This is why I didn't watch the fight. And so, and so, this is, uh, and this is three in a row for Holly Holm yeah. for getting beat up. Sometimes it's just time to wrap it up. You know, she's a boxer though. You know, and they're they're using different strategies to break her down now, just like any good fighter. Yeah, you figure out her holes and you exploit it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, and it and and if your hole means that you're eligible to get punched after the bell, <laughs> everybody's got that hole. Yeah, that's a that's un, that's that was unfortunate. A straight solid elbow. Ooh, really vicious. Really, oh vicious. Oh man, Sm- gave her the smush Parker, smushed her face in. Oof, and I think we've had another spirited edition of the Ozone. Very. You got spirited. anything else to uh to fire up? Mm, no, not anything off the top of my head. I think that we covered a lot right here. We did, we did. And I'm gonna leave you with a quote from Bahá'u'lláh. So powerful is the light of unity that it can illuminate the whole earth. Let's keep it together, folks. With one another, we can accomplish anything. This is Omar Miller, your host of the Ozone. Here's a chance to dance our way Out of our constriction Call the beat freaking up and down The hang-up alleyway With the groove I only got We shall all be moved Ready or